Hey, what's up, guys? This is John Ryan Kane, too, and this is Leading the Christian Leadership Podcast. All right, man, I'm going to start talking. All right. We are on the, uh, on the Leading the Christian Leadership Podcast. It's been a minute. I know it's been a while. Uh, it's been several weeks since I've released an episode and um, it's, it's because man, obviously everything that's going on. There were, there were quite a bit of interviews that I had scheduled and uh, they had to cancel on me. I, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna record an interview um, with, with someone. He, he's a, he's a president of, of a South Southeastern university in Florida. I was going to, uh, interview him on the day that uh, President Trump announced, you know, the, the uh, state of emergency, national state of emergency. And so he was like, hey, or his, his office was like, hey, we we can't we can't do it. We're gonna have to postpone. So I think a lot of leaders are just out there um, in the field, you know, being leaders. And then with me getting a, a new baby and then uh, a new house, praise God, in the midst of a pandemic. And um, it's just been it's been crazy. But today, um, I'm back with my good friend, George Carballo, to talk about some leadership stuff. And this is probably going to be one of the most informal um, <laughs> interviews that I do in spite of us being live, which you should, it should probably be the most formal. But, um, you know, we're just we're just going to be talking a little bit. And his show was the very first one on on uh, on the podcast, which was called Leading in the 21st Century. So I want to bring him back and just kind of see what he thinks about everything going on right now. You know, chances are you're, you're not attending uh, physical services or, or maybe, maybe you're doing the drive-by services like a lot of my church friends are doing. Um, but I'm excited to, to kind of get into this conversation and, and, and talk to, to my man, George. So what's up, George? How you doing, man? What's up, man? How are you doing? I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm, running on just a few hours of sleep every night we got a two month old she's going through her different leaps and stuff and so so she's crying uh every night we got to wake up a few times and you know we still gotta we still gotta go through with our days and stuff so it's good it, you know it, it's exciting but um definitely take you know it takes a toll on you man oh well you know definitely uh ho- hopefully uh on, with, after all this is done we we'll probably get some sleep hopefully a little, little bit later well, yeah, hopefully, man. That's that's the hope, man. So, how's everything going with with uh, with you guys and and with Vive? I, I know you you recently just you launched a church your your church. It was last year, right? Brand yeah, new church. We launched, in, in, in... we launched a brand new church on September 29th. So, um, a week or so before news broke out, um, we actually um, we that's we were about to celebrate our six month anniversary of a church. So we're on month seven now, and never would I have imagined my wildest dreams that we would be planting a church, a brand new church in the middle of, uh, of this pandemic and everything. Literally the first six months, we were just gaining some momentum. Things were mm. happening. People were come, showing up. People were, you know. They, they, don't, um, they don't go over, they don't go over um, pandemics in, like, uh, in, in your live trainings for, <laughs> no, for church no, launches? Not in church, no? no, I don't think any church plants or training of any organization, <laughs> denomination in the world has a uh, pandemic training portion in there about yeah. launching a church during a pandemic. Shame. Shame. 
Well, going forward, maybe maybe that'll be a part of the the program, man. I know. Um, so, <laughs> so I, I want to talk today. I mean, man, there's there's so many questions I think that we can ask. Um, you know, we we've been hearing we we've been in this shutdown mode now for for several weeks, and you know, we're we're hearing different things about maybe certain areas kind of starting to reopen. We can talk about what that means here in a second, but for the most part, I want to ask you: mm-hmm. How do you think that the church, just as a whole, has responded during this this time like in your opinion yeah so i i think the church as a whole i'm talking about capital c church globally um i think the church has responded um obviously that looks different for every pastor every church every minister every denomination it looks um different but um scrolling through my feed on any given wednesday night or sunday even in between services um, I'm just seeing everybody um, and everything from someone preaching with a full production stage pre-recorded and light sound to just a pastor at their kitchen table um, preaching. Um, and I think it's I, I have some satisfaction that there has been a response by churches. And I think this is a great opportunity um, for the church to lead by example, to walk forward and to innovate, um, to rethink and put things on the table. Um, so I, I think the church has been moving forward um, more than ever before. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it, it's it's crazy, man. Because you know we have we have an unprecedented opportunity here. I I think you know where usually you know we, we we're trying to bring people into the church. Um, we're trying to bring people you know physically to walk into it into a church on, a, on any given Sunday. Uh, now we're, we're doing things in reverse where we're bringing the church li- literally into people's homes. Right. And even if you don't go to church chances, and th- this is something that I've been telling our, our congregation, Hey, share, share our services, our live streams, because you probably have a friend who's going to be on Facebook. They're going to be scrolling through their feed and they're going to find, they're going to find a, a worship song that might, you know, resonate with them. They might hear a word that might uh, touch them. And so it's been crazy, man. I know that, you know, at our church, we've been getting a lot of people tuning in uh, who, who never, who have never even been to our church. And it's, it's, uh, it, yeah. it's really a blessing. And it's a time where I think the church should just really seize this opportunity. Yeah, definitely. And, and I would even comment is if your church is not trying to do something um, like there's no right or wrong way of doing this. I, I don't think any, like there's no, uh, there's no seminary training or there's no Bible school training about leading through a pandemic or crisis pandemic or crisis. Um, but the, the fact of the matter is, and I don't think there is even a right or wrong way to do it. There's some things that of course that are really, really wrong, but I mean, for the most part, I mean, everybody's trying to do what they're trying to do best to minister to their congregation and their community. And, um, and so I, I think, um, um, we don't play the comparison game with anyone like, okay, well, this church is doing this, this church is doing that. Uh, what, what do I do? I think every pastor just has to pray and diligently think about what is best for their congregation, um, in this time and what's best for their community as well. And so there is no book about it. Some, maybe some of the people will write books about it, but I think this is an opportunity for people to really take advantage and see what what can possibly be done um, to become creative in this time? Yeah. You know, w- one of the things that, uh, w- one of the questions rather that's been kind of going around lately that I've been hearing is, will, will we ever go back to a state of, of, uh, of normalcy? Like where, where things were 
as they were before all of this happened. Some people say yes. And other people say, well, it might not, it, you know, it might completely look different. Like after nine 11, there was, there were things that were just never the same. Um, you know, things from here on out may just look differently. I, I don't, I don't know yet. Um, I've been hearing things like it might be a long time before, uh, sporting events, really, really large gatherings can, can happen again. So that might not mean, mean as much for smaller churches, but perhaps for, for bigger ones, it, it will. So there's a lot of uncertainty there. Um, and so I think it's wise that we just, you know, just like everyone else, uh, we have to be prepared to adapt, right? Um, and, and so the question is, is how? How does the church adapt? Um, and that's, that's one of the questions that I, I want to open up to you, man. Like, how, how are different churches navigating through this unprecedented time? Yeah, there, there's a couple different ways. And, and I think there's some opportunities that present themselves and, and moments like this. Um, there's the moment, the opportunity to go digital and to embrace the digital. Um, over the past um, month, I've probably have spoken to no less, without exaggeration, maybe about 50 to 60 pastors um, across the country, just one-on-one -on -one conversations. Um, I don't go a day without having at least one or two pastors call me up or text me reaching out, um, picking my brain about digital. That's kind of my background. That's where I'm a little more comfortable at, digital stuff. And and so it's caused some people to embrace things that they, they didn't embrace before. Things like, um, um, you know, doing online streaming um, videos and creating content for their, you know, their social media, um, even some things like online giving um, churches that were still used to passing the bucket and checks and cash. And and that, that was kind of the method of always doing things. So they're being forced to embrace things like that as well. So I think it's 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 creating the opportunity of opening the digital format. And then I think the, that's one key thing that's that I feel like it's not going to go back. I think it's going to go forward where where churches yeah. are going to be have to embrace those things even more. And then two, I think the other opportunity is to embrace the small. And what I mean by that, I, I feel um, like like we you just mentioned right now, some of these bigger churches that might not have an opportunity. Um, I, I'm speaking on behalf of our, our city of Houston here, whenever things began to trickle down or, or it began to you know, start with groups of 250, then it went to groups of 50, then groups of 10, and then just stay at home. Um, I, I, I'm pretty much pretty sure that's going to happen in a similar format. Um, that curve coming up again, you know, start with groups of 10, then groups of, you know, maybe 20 or 50. And I think this is a perfect opportunity um, to embrace um, small groups. Um, I, I, I love it, you know, um, when, whenever they first minimized us to 10 people, um, it was cool because we, our church has small groups. We're a small church and we've always embraced small groups since we've started. And so it, it, it honestly, it didn't, it didn't inconvenience us because we have groups of under 10 already that are meeting on a weekly basis that we can get people, um, to, to really challenge them to go to those things and those formats. And so. Um, I think those are the opportunities that present themselves in that where, where it's like, okay, I'm going to embrace digital. I'm going to embrace small things, small groups, small meetings, gatherings versus trying to have this big um, show with 5,000 people in the, in the congregation or even 500 people in the congregation. Um, you know, I'm, I'm embracing small um, meetings uh, because that's might be how it might be here in the next, um, the next few months, um, even the whole year.
Right, right. And I, I don't think that it would be wise for us. Like if, if we do go back to normal and everything is, is uh, you know, everybody's, we're, we're back at church physically. Um, I think it's still wise for us to continue employing these, these tools that we're, that we're kind of forced to be employing right now because it, it's, it, it's working. Um, and I've, I've seen this within our church, you know, every night we have a, uh, we have a prayer session. One of our, our pastors, they'll, they'll go live on our page and uh, you know, it, that could be the youth, the, the youth group um, pastors, um, the kids, the kids, pastors, all that stuff. And we're engaging our, our congregation and uh, and it, it's working because they're, they're, they're showing up They're They're doing, you know, they're, they're logging into zoom and all that stuff. And um, I think if this is the place where the rest of the world is, uh, this should also be a place where the world goes to to reach people. I mean, this is the digital age, um, and and the church is called to go out into the world to make disciples of every every nation, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so, I think that this is one way that we can continue doing that. So, I would encourage everyone once all this goes away, keep some semblance of what's yeah. of what you're doing now um, in, there in, into the future. Yeah, I, I mean, don't don't take this time where you're investing into equipment, investing into streaming, and then all, all of a sudden, whenever it goes back to normal, all right, we're just done with that and we put that stuff away. Let's sell it up and put it on eBay. Um, that's that's not gonna um, let. Don't let that be the norm for you or return to norm. Look for new ways uh, to interact with people. Um, I, I do think um, with this next generation, and I think you brought up something about this next generation. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll say this: this is a perfect time to empower the next generation to to really um, help you launch and be able to preach the gospel and present the gospel in brand new ways. Um, I mean, especially with every young person today wanting to be Instagram famous or TikTok famous or YouTube famous, um, this is definitely that generation. And so um, I was at a talk, uh, um, I was at a session a little while back, um, a couple months ago, and, and someone was speaking about um, the differences between millennials and Gen Z. Um, millennials are, are pretty much people like us um, that are our age, even though we don't always ascribe to every single description that a millennial is. And Gen Z is is would probably be anything 23 years and under um, would be that. And and one difference is primary difference is that a millennial would be a con, like a content consumer, and what a, a Gen Zer wants to be is a content producer. Um, they're the ones actually wanting to produce content. They're wanting to blog, vlog. They're wanting to um, make videos. They're want they're, they just have everything the creativity. And I think this is a perfect opportunity for the church to embrace those things. Um, if they haven't embraced them yet, letting this next generation just rise up. And so this generation that is the Corona generation of youth out there right now, if, if for lack of a better word, um, they'll be the ones that will help us um, navigate the next 10, 15 years in this. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be good. cool. Yeah. Well, so what about what about those of, let's say, not either of those generations. Uh, what about people who, who might be a little bit older? Uh, and they're, I mean, yeah, boomers. This, 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 okay, is, this is all new. <laughs> this is all new to them. And, and there's a lot of churches out there that, you know, maybe there's not as strong uh, a, a young presence. Um, maybe there is, but maybe they just, they're, they're not, they don't have the technological know-how. Um, what, what can we say to these people? Um, how, yeah. can, how can they adapt? 
Sure. And I, I've, I've spoken to a lot of pastors. A lot of the ones that call me up are, are people who are in that generation. Um, they're 40 years and up, um, 50 years old. I've even, um, even talked to pastors of 70 years old in the past couple of weeks, just kind of walking through, um, navigating, you know, some of this stuff online. And, um, they're, they're calling me up, trying to figure this out. I'm having to walk through it with them and little by little. And uh, some of them are even scared of getting hacked because they're doing online giving. They're, they're they're still kind of like um, scared of giving me their like credit card information over the phone for to try to set up some web stuff or buy some stuff that they need and and so it's kind of like oh okay this is this is different. Um, I think it's gonna be a a, a time of um, of of discomfort for some. I'll be honest with you. I think I think um, I've spoken to some pastors and some some pastors and and just things I've heard from different people. Some of them are literally in verge of tears of of not being able to assemble with their crowd. And I, I, I feel that heartbeat. I think both of us are pastors and, and, and we want to be um, one with our people. We want to be around our people. And I think there's nothing that replaces that physical contact. Um, but for me, I've learned to see this as an opportunity, not as an obstacle. Um, this opportunity of, of the things that are happening, and I've, I've told that to our church people as well, that uh, we're not going to see this as an obstacle. We're going to see this as an opportunity. And so what I would encourage people that are um, probably an older generation, see this as an opportunity and, and see this as an answered prayer. A lot of times we ask God to to shake up our church members or bring revival or like we're trying to awaken. And when God allows these things to happen and he permits these things, if we're not taking advantage of them and we're not listening to what God is saying in this time, then we'll miss out on the greatest revival that he has for our church and what he wants us to do yeah. in our churches. And um, it's nothing to be scared of. It's, it's, this is ultimately um, an, an opportunity for God to be glorified. And in Absolutely. the midst of the worst pandemics in the world, in the midst of the worst financial crisis that might come, um, let God open the doors of creativity. And so if you're maybe an older and you're fearful about what's going on, um, I, 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 I rest assured that, man, Ryan and I, we're, we're, we're seeing the positives of this. And I, I think we're going to see the church even grow um, further um, in this as well. Yes, yes. I, you know, I think, I think this is a time uh, when all this started, right, I was, I was freaking out. Uh, I, I, I was going back and forth. I, I remember just literally I was pacing back and forth trying to make this decision. Should we, should we? Uh, should we do, you know, streaming services? Uh, and this was, this was like the week before everyone started doing streaming services, right? This is, this is the week that, that Lakewood started doing it. And so I was fearful because, you know, we have a, we have a good uh, young presence in our English service, but we also have some older people that might've been more vulnerable. And so I, it was a very tough decision to, 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 to make at that time. But ultimately, you know, I, I prayed about I, I just I had to go with my conviction. I said, OK, we're going to we're going to close the doors. Um, but we're going to do online church. We had at that time we had uh, we had been doing uh, live streaming every week. So we already kind of had the, the resource in place. Um, it was still a hard decision to make. And my number one concern was, man, uh, people aren't going to log on. People aren't going to they're not going to be here. Uh, they're, they're not going to give. We're going to we're going to fall behind on our mortgage payments and all this stuff. I was just freaking out, getting in my own head and, and praise God that Sunday, I mean, God just came through. And then that week I, I, we, we had a, we had a zoom meeting with our, with our, some of our leaders, our pastors, and we just talked, we, we said, Hey, what can we do to make sure that the church 
continues going on, right? Because the church is not a building. That's probably the number one thing that we've been hearing. Uh, the church is not a building. It, it, it's a people. So how can we continue being the church while not being at church? And so if there's any advice that I can give anybody is, you know, man, talk to people, ask them what they're doing. There's no shame in asking for help, especially at a time like this. I mean, I, I had to ask George for some advice on how to, how to, uh, live stream via, via zoom. And, you know, George's George knows a thing or two about these things. So, I mean, just, just reach out to people who you can trust. And I mean, we're all here for each other, man. Um, and yeah, I, and, I would say and just, the, and if it, I could add it. to that as well as, um, you know, I, I think this is a perfect time for, for us to come together. Um, I think, I think if, if this has taught us anything is that we're all struggling with the same thing. We're all fighting um, uh, the same battle um, because we're all in the same place. And it, I, I've talked to churches, big and small churches that have been around for 100 years, um, myself six months. Um, we're all in the same place. And so there's not there's not this competition anymore. It's like, man, it's clear the table It's like, hey, how can I do this? How can I do that? Um, and, and for me, I'm the kind of guy, if I know how to do something, I'm, I'm gonna try to share it with someone and I'm, I'm kind of an open book, you know, every, you know, anything I know, I try to, I don't have like a secret sauce that I keep hidden in the safe. It's, it's all open. Um, you know, I, I tell you where I stole the idea from or where I got the instructions from or the YouTube video that I watched that, to, that helped me get there. Um, that's, that's, that's what I know. And so, um, so I think that's, if that's, what's teaching us right now is that we're, we're, there's. There's room for connectivity and there's room for synergy between churches uh, right now. We're, we don't have to be in this com competition mode. We don't have to be, okay, who has a better stream? Who has a better this? Mm -hmm. Or uh, who has the better setup? Or, no, no. I, I think all of us are trying our best to serve the people that God has called us to minister to. Um, and so I, I, think, I think right now um, I, it's beautiful to see that. Like, man, we're seeing... Um, and and. And I'll put it like this and kind of going back to the older generation just for a second, um, myself that's younger and yourself, you know, we're, we're about the same age as well. And, and um, seeing how we can be reverse mentors, that's a term that sometimes people say, um, you know, where we have mentors, we always think it's mentors is from, the, from someone that's older that's mentoring us, more experienced and mentoring us and teaching us. Um, but reverse mentoring is you have someone who's younger teaching you. And so... Um, there's a lot of wisdom I need to still know and learn from older people. I, I, I guarantee you, I'm six months into this. I'm still trying to figure this out, but it's been, it's been beautiful to see that older people, literally I've spoken to pastors 74, 75 years old and that are calling me up and, and sometimes they're calling me like at 11 o'clock at night, surprisingly, <laughs> you know, they're calling me like at random times. Um, you know, how, how do I do this? And, and I'm able to speak into their life and, and, and do that. And so I think what God is doing is connecting churches and he's connecting generations in this. And mm -hmm. so it's, it's just a, a beautiful opportunity to see what God is doing in all this. Amen. Amen. It's a good time to have pastors, um, on, on either side of the, of the age spectrum, right? Because there, there's a lot that, um, our elders have, have been through, have experienced on, on just, you know, personal spiritual levels, we can go to them and, and we can, we can say, Hey, um, there, there's, there's someone at my church that is dealing with depression right now during this time. I, I've never really had to mentor anyone dealing with depression. How do you do it? Right. And in turn, like you said, we can provide our mentorship in, in terms of 
the things that we know, you know, um, we're, we're, we're a church now that is, that is pretty much online and, uh, we, we can, we can share our resources with those who might not be as technologically as savvy. Right. Um, so what, what are we doing, George? What, what do we think about engaging our members, uh, during the week? I know you kind of mentioned, uh, uh, doing some small groups and stuff like that. Uh, what, what else do, do you see people doing right now? Yeah, so um, you know, I, I see a bunch of different things. I follow different people, but I think I think sometimes it's going back to basic things, grassroots things that people think you know are old school. That you know, sometimes it's going back to those things that that um, that have been that have been helpful for us. Um, I'll tell you what. One thing is for us, our small groups, we convert them into Zoom groups. Now we're meeting over Zoom, and we find ourselves even talking even a lot more. Um, over online uh, just because we strive for engagement relationship um, because of the lack thereof and that that then then before when we actually met together in physical person at someone's house and so you know there's this connection and so conversing and talking um, even some things like just picking up the phone um, that, that is so therapeutic nowadays we don't even like when people call us like we get bothered like man couldn't you just text me this? Couldn't you have just done that, done that instead? Or, you know, um, why did you have to call me for this? And, and I think some things like that are just therapeutic, just picking up the phone and just saying, hey, man, how are you doing today? And hearing another voice. One of the things that we did as a church, um, we're, we, again, we haven't been around that long, but we have a record of everybody that's visited our church, like an actual visitor that's come to our church. And we have connect cards. Um, anyone who wasn't like our, our friend, you know, because I know, Ryan, you came to our church one day. Um, but uh um, yeah, I've, I've so never given. Re- I've never gotten a connect card from you, bro. What's up? Yeah, it's 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 good because you know we knew it's you coming. were at another church. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anybody who filled out a card uh, and gave us their information, we just went down the entire list of every visitor that's ever visited our church, and and we just had someone call and and call one on one and say, hey, you know what? I have a short five minute phone call. Just ask them, what do you need prayer for? How can we pray for you? How can we um, minister to you in the season? And you would be surprised at the responses people gave. Like people are like, man, I visited your church back in October. Like I never came back yeah. and I, I never had a chance to come back or I, I've been meaning to come back, but man, thank you for calling me. Like, and, and, and like people were just like amazed that we would even take the time to pick up the phone and just call them that it wasn't just a text message it wasn't um it wasn't anything like that like um even some things like writing letters or thank you notes hey you know what i'm praying for you thanking you um i thank you for coming to our church and sending those in the mail or um one of the things that i I, i'd like to do here in the next few weeks is maybe even put some packages together for some of our uh, church members maybe bake some brownies and uh, send them to some people obviously our church is not as big as some other churches um but um that's why we go back to embracing the small you know those mm-hmm. things that that you probably can't do at a church that a 500 as a, as efficiently man at a church of 50 people or even less than that you you can make that happen uh, rather quickly and so um those are some of the things that we're just doing to connect um before the um before some of the stuff happened um the last couple of weeks my wife and i were we were actually um, you know, when, when the county said, you know, stay at home, they said pastors could still do, you know, one-on-one visits. So we, th- yeah. we took the time, we would go all day Saturday and just stop by and dropped off, um, stuff at different people's houses, you know, um, pastoral visits, just go into their house and, 
And some people were even surprised that we would even want to go to their house. It was like Zacchaeus, like, what, you're coming to my house today? Like, you mm-hmm. know, and and, um, and so people just felt honored that, that we would even take the time to be at their house um, and, and in that. And so things like that, that people might think about old school or, or no, those are things that we need. Like, it's a mixture. Yeah. This, gener- this season right now is a, is a mixture of two generations, taking the mm-hmm. digital and taking old things that people think are old and just blending them together. So I think that's part of what God is doing in this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Well, I can attest to all of that. You know, we, we've been doing, uh, you know, we've been doing our zoom groups as well. Uh, Every night we have, again, we do live prayer sessions just because we want, you know, a a part of our, our goal as a church is we want to be a prayer for a prayerful church. And so um, there's, there's a lot of people right now that, that are in need of prayer Uh, chances are you have a friend that needs prayer. You have a family member that needs prayer. And so we bring all of those um, to, to, uh, to the table and, and we pray. Um, And we also, we also, uh, you know, we, we do a lot of online content and stuff like that to engage the youth and and they do like scavenger hunts and it's, it's really cool. Um, And then what I would encourage everyone to do. I mean, if you're, if you're a pastor, if you're preaching on a Sunday morning, your Sundays is when people are, are watching that make your members share, you know, because like, like I said this earlier, um, everyone has friends on, on Facebook or, or, or social media that don't know, don't know God, don't have a relationship with Christ. And it, it's, it's their opportunity, you know, simply just by, by, by clicking share, you can, you can be a part of perhaps someone's transformation or even the beginning of someone's transformation that also gives people a sense of ownership in the church, you know? And, and so, um, it, it's really just about making, uh, uh, making an impact, you know, with whatever you're, whatever you're doing. Um, just, just, just go as, go as, as loud as you can, but not, not just noise. Right. I mean, we're, preaching you know we're preaching truth here um but go as 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 loud as you can and and make sure that people are knowing hey man there's there's a church here uh the the body of christ is one we are we are vibrant we're stronger than ever and we're going to continue to proclaim the name of of jesus so i think all of that is is a way that we can engage people um we should also be engaging people you know not just sundays but you know every day because I think a lot of people lose interest and, and you never want, you never want someone to, you know, not tune in on a, on a Sunday morning. So what, what do you think about that, George? You think I mean, every, I mean, how, how often are we engaging people here or are you guys doing? Yeah, I, I think, I think, you know, we should aim for quality conversations and instead of quantity, I mean, you could put stuff every day. I mean, I, I think, I right. think it's just a matter of, of, of you understanding what your church is able to capable of doing. Um, for me, I think, um, I'm, I'm literally on like five zoom calls every day or something. And, um, mm-hmm. sometimes I'm just burnt out. And, um, again, you know, sometimes it might not even just be me streaming something. Might be, it just might be, might be just calling someone up yes, and yes. that might be exactly what they need. And I can't, I, it's not a, a broadcasted mm-hmm. message, but mm-hmm. I can speak into someone's life that had maybe just got unemployed. Maybe they just got laid off, furloughed and, and just yes. kind of speaking into their situation. And um, yep. a lot of times we, we just want to put more services, more services, more services. And mm-hmm. what's also happening to is that people are, are uh, within a plethora of church online. It's, it's, it's a little bit much to take in and to watch. 
every single one. I mean, I was even I was on a on a Zoom call a few weeks ago with Craig Rochelle and Jeremy Foster with a bunch of pastors. And um, one of the insights that Craig Rochelle even said, it was like, you know, man, it, I can't even get my own family to watch our own service, you know, sit there and watch because it's just so easy to just scroll off and look yeah. at something else on Facebook as well. And so that they try to keep things short and um, even try to make clips and video clips that kind of highlight one point out of the sermon. Um, that, that people would actually watch and listen. That's one of the things we're, we're trying to do is trying to make shortened versions of the sermon online um, for people mm-hmm. just because there's a plethora of content. Um, yeah. I, I pray for every church out there just to figure out what is best for their situation and for their people. Um, I mean, people are doing phone calls. People are um, getting on WhatsApp. Um, they're getting on uh, different types of methods, just text messaging each other every morning, um, things like that. Um, I don't, I don't know. It's about, I don't know if it's about how often we should do it. I think it's just how, 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 how much quality it is when we are doing it. Um, when we are engaging with people. Right. Yeah. Making, making the impact, right. It's, it's, it's about truly reaching people, um, and, and making them feel like you're still present. You know, that, that, the church is still, you know, even though I haven't seen you in, in five weeks, you know, I'm still thinking about you. I'm still praying for you. You know, we're, we're constantly thinking about you and your family. And that's, that's the goal, right? That's, that's a, that should be, you know, every, every church's goal is to, to, you know, make sure that their church continues to feel loved and and that they're not alone because these, I mean, you're locked up in your home for, you know, X amount of weeks, you're going to start to feel a little bit lonely. Um, And so, like you said, a simple text message, a simple phone call, um, that's, that's, those are the things that make an impact in people's lives. Um, sure. And so, and so I, I think that's, that's really, really, really important. Uh, George, well, I, I want to, I want to have just one, I have one more point here. We, you kind of mentioned it already. Um, but just, you know, reaching new people, um, you know, because, you know, the church, the church is, is called, to, like I said earlier, you know, um, to, to, to disciple people and to go out into the world. And, you know, I'm sure every, every church has a system in place for, for outreach and how, you know, how do we handle visitors and stuff like that right now it might be a time where um, it, it, I don't know, maybe we're not getting as much, as much of those, those type of things. Um, how can we still be reaching new people in this, in this time? Yeah, I, I think, I think it's going to be, um, a couple different ways. I, I, I think, again, um, I told our church um, early on, and, and I think leadership is so important. I can't, I can't stress this enough. I mean, you're in the midst of crisis. Um, if you're a pastor, leader listening, what people need is leadership. Um, obviously, you've never done this before. No pastor's ever been through this. There's no seminary training for this, doing in the pandemic. But they just they're they're looking for direction of what is to come and and some sort of path of what's what's next. Maybe not a full you know six month plan of this is happening, but wanting direction. So what, one of the things I, I said from the very get go, I told our team even before our our last Sunday that we were still uh, meeting um, before they they shut down everything. I I just said you know what we're just gonna continue do what we've always done, serving and, and, and speaking and preaching and giving life to people. Um, and another thing I said, I was like, man, we're just going to go all in. Um, if, if people are going digital, um, our church, you know, is a pretty young church and we've invested, you know, stuff to, to go digital from the get go. And, and we had already been doing live streaming. Um, I said it myself, I said, man, we're going to double down 
um, on on streaming. We're gonna we're gonna go all in, invest even more in this. We're gonna take take opportunity and funds that we would have spent if we had a physical service. Um, instead of buying donuts every week and on a physical service, we're gonna spend it and maybe you know upgrade our our gear in some places or um, and and just try to be a little bit better. Um, improve the quality of, of it as well and 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 do a little more in there and and maybe spend spend money on advertising as well on Facebook which a lot of people don't really um, even bother to do and um, we spend quite a bit of money on Facebook as well um, in order to help um, drive some more engagement to our stuff and 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 um, and and it's very helpful because one of the things we've noticed before all this even happened is um, we would be getting as a new church plant, People found our church or people have found our church that have come to visit us and even some families that have stayed simply because they found us on Facebook. They found us on Instagram. And so what I was thinking is like, man, our concept was like, man, we're just going to continually double down on and putting as much resources into our social media um, as much as possible during this time and to improve the quality, um, make out more videos, posts as much as we possibly can um, during this time. And I, I guarantee you that we will gain people throughout this time, whether we know it or not. And it's always tough to get measure sometimes because you never know who's watching. Um, you can kind of figure out who's watching, but you never actually know who's watching. I mean, it says names might come up, but you don't really know everyone that has been watching your stuff or following your stuff. And so I gather from this time, I really believe that God is going to grow our church. I, I really f- firmly believe when we go back and how we have a comeback service, that's what I'm calling yeah. it, um, a comeback yeah. service. Um, I think some people are going to come back to Christ because they found us online and they were like, man, yeah. I didn't know you were in my community. I didn't know you were in my area. And I think um, so that's one of the things that we're expecting visitors to happen. Um, and another thing, if I just take another couple seconds on this one is I think um, in continually growing engagement, and reaching out to people as well in our in our sphere of influence. Um, like I mentioned before, um, following up with visitors that had came before and visited and haven't come back and, and just doing those kind of methods, um, you will see the increase of visitors, new attendees, new members, just through those. Um, we, we get, um, just on our social media, we've had families that have have sent us messages asking for prayer. People um, have said, I can't wait to come visit your church and physical um, at, at, our, at your physical location. And these are people that are not even like connected to us. They're not friends of friends. They're like, I'm always kind of stalking and saying, man, where do they come from? You know, mm-hmm. this, um, and, and, and so it's kind of exciting. So I really think God's going to grow our church and through all this. Yep. Yep. And I can attest to everything that you're, you're, you're saying, man. I mean, we got people from uh, just places, places outside of the city that that are watching, and they're being blessed by, you know, the the message or 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 a worship song or a word that someone gave, and it's it's yeah. really like I said earlier, it's this is an opportunity because we are literally bringing the church into people's homes. Um, so let's let's uh, make the most of it. I mean, let's continue preaching, you know, the gospel of Christ. You know, it, it, there, there's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the word. And so let's continue doing that. And I, I believe I'm, I'm in agreement with you, man. I think that the church is going to come out ahead after all of this. Um, real quick, man, uh, I want to I want to kind of throw out some just some resources, just if people are needing, you know, um, any type of any type of resources, whether that be um, giving platforms or streaming services or, you know, places like Zoom or, you know, alternatives. Um uh, just off the top of your head, just kind of like a fire around here. What are some, 
what are some uh, resources that you can give to people? Wow, I, I don't know where to start, but um, I'll just throw out, um, if you're looking into streaming, um, streaming software that I've used literally for probably the last seven or eight years now, use it to stream our youth conventions and other events, uh, OBS software, it's a pre completely free software to use OBS, you can look it up, obsproject.org, um, I've helped tons of people set up with that. Um, there's a lot of other ones out there, but that's pretty pretty good standard to start with. If you've never done that, um, I tell people as to streaming, um, start with, you know, um, don't try to focus on all the equipment, try to have some good lighting. Audio is way more important than video. Um, at this point, if people can't hear what you're saying, then it doesn't matter. Um, so things like that, I, um, there's, there's a lot of little softwares or little things attachment that you can even um, pay for, you know, 50 bucks, 60 bucks. Um, even less than that, that, that can, can, can really improve the quality of your audio. Um, if you're looking for uh, tips or advice, my biggest resource I would ever tell you um, is there's a lot of great Facebook groups online that have a lot of resources, everything from um, church creatives, uh, CMG, uh, there's, there's, a, there's a, a church sound and media text, um, there's um, like tons of groups. I'm probably in, in no less than 15 groups right now. And yeah. people are from all around the world um, asking, how do you do this? How do you stream this? How do you how do this? And you'll have 20 responses by certain people. Um, yeah. I think that's the yep. best resource because it you really can go is. in there and ask any question at any time. No one's going to look at you like you're dumb or anything like that. Um, so th those are some advice. Um, online giving. Um, um, you, you asked about that online giving. Um, I, I've been working a lot with Tithely. Uh, Tidely is a is a, mm -hmm. it's endorsed by a lot of different organizations, the Sims of God, other um, big denominations. I think the service like twenty thousand churches right now, um, and so I've probably helped set up maybe like fifteen accounts in the past couple weeks. Um, you know, just different pastors. It's a zero dollar commitment per month or anything like that. Just they just have transaction fees. There's other ones um, that are better, and there's other ones that are different. But if you're just starting out, I, I would start you there, and then as you grow, the amount of money you give then you could think about other options because there are i mean i use another option personally myself but if you're just starting out i, I would start you with something that's a very low commitment um level um, um i there's a lot of great websites for stuff as well too and um but um feel free to message me i mean um i'm, I'm at um facebook.com slash george carvalho send me a message and feel free to or instagram and, and send me a message and i'm happy to answer at any time yes and George, man, we appreciate you. You're the you're the first repeat that we've got on the podcast, and I I know that this was this was different, um, a different different format. We will still we will still release it on the on the the leading podcast. If you aren't subscribed, I got to give myself a quick plug. If you're not subscribed to that podcast, uh, you can go to Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, um, and uh, just look up leading the Christian Leadership Podcast, and you'll get you'll get some good content um, from, from some awesome people sent to you. Uh, so, um, I know right now is not a time where a lot of people are listening to podcasts, you know, people aren't going to the gym. They're not driving as much. Um, and that's why we wanted to bring this, this type of format, uh, to you guys. And, uh, I, I do think that it was, it was valuable. So George, uh, man, thank you, bro. I, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule at home, probably. Um, and, uh, being, being with us and, and sharing some of your insight, man. 
Oh, don't worry about it, man. And um, love to be part of this. And um, everyone out there, just um, stay, stay, stay safe, stay at home, and and um, and uh, and have a blessed weekend as well. Yes. All right, guys. Well, with that, we are going to get out of here, and we will see y'all next time. God bless you.